Hey friends, this is Andy Storch, and I'm excited to announce that we are bringing the Talent Development Think Tank Conference back on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. Yes, you might remember we hosted this conference for the first time in January 2020, and it was a huge hit with everyone telling us it was the best conference they ever attended. And of course, we were looking forward to running it again in 2021 until the pandemic hit. That's when I launched the Talent Development Think Tank membership community, and that's been going strong since May of 2020. But I know how valuable it is to get people together in person, and that's why we are excited to be bringing the conference back again on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. I'm committed to making this a highly engaging and interactive event where you can connect, learn, and grow together with other talent development professionals. This is going to be the best event out there in talent development, and I would love to see you there. If you want to find more information and get your tickets today, the website is tdtt.us conference. That's tdtt.us slash conference. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat with your host, Andy Storch. The show is dedicated to helping you develop the most important part of your organization, the people. If you are in HR or talent development, or you just want to learn how to get the best out of your people, then you are in the right place. Each week, Andy shares interviews with talent development professionals, thought leaders, and experts to share best practices, learn about the latest trends, and find out what has been successful in the world of talent development. This podcast is designed to give you what you need to be successful in the world of talent development. Now, here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat. I am your host, Andy Storch, and today I'm sharing a bonus Q&A conversation with Adam Piendis, who is the founder of The Art of Masterful Communication. If you haven't already listened to our interview, our discussion on masterful communication and uh, some of the mistakes that leaders make and the mistakes that Adam made in his own career in our last episode, make sure you go back and listen to that. In today's episode, I'm doing the bonus Q&A with Adam where I ask him about his proudest moment in his career, his biggest failures, uh, which connect back to the discussion we had last time, the challenges he sees in talent development, the trends that he is following, some book recommendations, I think he has three in here, and his career advice for those of us in talent development looking to accelerate our career success. So without further ado, here is my bonus Q&A session with Adam Piandis. All right, I am back with Adam Piandis, the founder of The Art of Masterful Communication. And if you haven't already listened to our conversation from a couple of days ago, make sure you check that out all about leadership and communication and self-awareness and things we can do to become better communicators and leaders. Today's our bonus Q&A conversation with Adam. Adam, first question for you, what has been your proudest moment or biggest accomplishment in your career so far? Well, I would have to say... It is recognizing and realizing my own ability to, to, to start my own company, my own organization, and to, to do so from um, really my own belief systems and, and create programs from, as an extension of, of those belief systems from, from my lifelong learnings. If I were yeah. to pick one, I'd, I'd pick that. It's pretty cool when you're able to do that and, and sustain it yeah. and have people coming back and you know you're making a difference. It made me think of a, an extra question I want to ask you because I know you've been a very successful coach. You've, you've coached uh, hundreds or thousands of, of clients. I know I have many listeners who are either coaches or aspiring coaches or want to become coaches one day. What's something, there's a lot that goes into it, but what's something you would say 
is important that makes a great coach? Well, I think there's a lot, there's a lot of things that do. Generally speaking, I would say I go back to self-awareness and having a devoted practice that works on and focuses on personal development, um, whatever that might look like, um, whether it's working with your own coach, a facilitator, a therapist, uh, perhaps it's meditation, some form of activity that gets you in your body and gets you out of your head, yeah. uh, whatever that is, and someone to hold you accountable in the process. So maybe I listed a few things there, but it, it comes down to, to personal development. No, I like that. I think people think sometimes that a coach needs to be perfect or have it all figured out, which is never the case, right? And if I'm hiring a coach, I, I probably want them to be a little bit ahead of me, a step ahead of me in the game, maybe. But I want to know that they're also investing in their own development and they don't think that they have it all figured out by any means. So I, I think you hit it right there. It's important. We talked about your biggest accomplishment. What's been one of your biggest failures or mistakes in your career? And what did you learn from it? You only want me to pick one? Just one right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I don't look at, at things too much as failures other than just real difficult learning opportunities, you know, right. just for a little language check yeah. there. Yeah. You know, it, it is my inability to, to manage my emotional responses to challenges in the past. I had um, my, the last time I worked for somebody um, did not end well. And it ended in an argument. It ended in a, um, with lots of ego being at the forefront of me trying to prove my point hmm. versus his point. And anytime I think you get into that uh, right versus wrong dynamic, it, it typically leads to an opportunity for deeper self-reflection. And yeah. so I would say, that was a big, big shift for me in learning opportunity. Uh, it did a relationship that did not end well mm. with, with a lot of really good work that was done prior to that. I, I think many people can relate to that. <laughs> I've had relationships yeah. that have you know gone the wrong way because of ego getting in the way, right? And as long as we learn from those, like you said, not failures, just tough learning opportunities. I know you haven't worked directly in talent development, but you've also been doing a lot of training and development over the years. What do you think is one of the biggest challenges in training and development or talent development today? Yeah, I, I, well, I can speak from my own experience, right? And, and so navigating, navigating within organizations to be able to implement a program and get it off the ground is requires some patience and, 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 um, that can be really challenging, right? Is to figure out, okay, we have a great program here. Where's the good fit? Who's the person that actually gives this thing the sign off? You know, so there's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of moving pieces within organizations. So I think streamlining that process can be challenging at, at least from a vendor's perspective. And I would imagine that it probably holds true internally sometimes is where people want to get things going. And there's just, there's just a lot of different uh, things to consider. So I would say for me, that's, that's challenging. It's not a game, uh, you know, a showstopper or anything, but it, right. it certainly is, is learning how to navigate that process. Dude, <laughs> patience is always a challenge for me 
because I'm just so excited. They want to move forward and everything so fast. And then yeah. I talk to a client and they're like, yeah, we have this need. And I'm like, great, I have your solution. Let's go. And they're like, well, actually we're planning for 18 months from now. <laughs> like, Come on. Yeah. Are you serious? So yeah, that is, that's a challenge for me all the time. And, and um, we all feel, we all feel that we have the best solutions, right? Like right. you love your program. I love mine and they're both great. And, and it's just being okay with the fact like, okay, not everyone thinks that your thing is the shiny object. <laughs> your thing is the best. To be yeah, patient. exactly. Adam, what's a trend that you're following in the talent development world or the working world in general that you think is, is interesting? The, the, if, I, if we kind of zoom out a little bit and, and, and look at how just leadership in general has transitioned over the years, I, I think the paradigm shift that we're experiencing is very, very exciting in that this isn't about leadership is not about barking orders at others and um, where it's more collaborative and it's more about um, the things that you know we've talked about, about having empathy and connecting with people on the human level. And so if we extend that into all levels of the organization, you know, I, I come from the perspective that whether we, we say talent development or leadership, to me, it's one and the same thing. I, you know, I think that everyone um, innately and inherently has leadership skills within themselves. And so the organizations, you know, from the research that I've done, the organizations that, that hold this perspective, that everyone in this organization is, the lead, is a leader, are the ones who are thriving and I believe will, will continue to thrive over the next 10 years as we go through a lot of the, the changes that will continue to hold true, a more dispersed workforce, more diverse workforce. And so, so the companies that are embracing this idea and this belief that everyone is a leader um, is, is a really exciting trend, if, you, if we want to call it that, within, within the workspace. I agree with that 100%. I'm on board with that, and I'm fascinated by that trend, and I love to see when people are embracing it as well. Adam, is there a book or a TED Talk that has made a big difference for you that you highly recommend in this space? Yeah, um, there's three. There's three books that I'll just throw out there, and they're all have they're, they all feel a little bit different. One is Loyalty to Your Soul, which we may not look at that as a talent development book from the onset, but it really is about connecting with your soulful purpose and who you are as an individual. A nonviolent communication is a great one, um, and the authors are and are slipping my mind here. And and then the last one is the Kaizen Way, which is about incremental change and the importance of taking things incrementally. So I know you asked for one, but I threw out three. That's okay. I love more books. I'm just taking a note for that. Kind. Yeah. All right. And uh, last question for you, Adam, for those listening in talent development and leaders at large who are looking for ways to accelerate their career success, what's one more piece of advice you would give? Is to tap into your inner compass, is to really trust your intuition. You know, your body doesn't, it tends not to lie. If you, if you are constantly up in your head and trying to control outcomes and the pace of things, it's, you're just gonna stay in your head and it's gonna lead to a headache. Right? But the more that you can get into your body and, and, and really move from your heart and your gut, I think it's the best tool available to you as an individual. So you might as well use it. 
I love that. Uh, well, thank you for that advice, Adam. And thank you again for spending time with us today. I hope all of our listeners got some great value out of this. I know I did. I always enjoy talking with you. For anybody listening who wants to find out more about what Adam is up to and check out his programs, again, go to his website, adampiendis.com. I know he's on LinkedIn and other social media platforms as well. Adam, thanks again for being here. Always great talking with you and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, dude. All right. That will do it for my bonus Q&A session with Adam Piandas. Hope you enjoyed that and got some value from it. As I mentioned in our last episode, Adam is a member of the Talent Development Think Tank community. Our podcast, of course, is sponsored by the Talent Development Think Tank community, as well as the Advantage Performance Group. And if you are looking for a community to join of amazing talent development professionals that you can network with and learn from, come check us out. All the information is on our website, tdtt.us. You can reach out to me if you have questions. You can reach out to Adam if you have questions. He's been a member for several months now, and he'll be speaking at our upcoming Talent Development Think Tank retreat in January in Orlando. It will be available first to our members, and then if there are any tickets left to the general public. So if you want to get tickets to that and join our community of over 100 amazing talent development members, make sure you come check us out, tdtt.us. And speaking of the talent development think tank community, in our next episode next week, I'm going to be sharing the audio from one of our member calls where we had Larry McAllister, who is the head of talent enablement for NetApp, sharing his approach to evaluating HR technology vendors and implementing HR tech in his company. This is one you don't want to miss. It's also a great sneak peek into what it's like to be part of the membership community. So stay tuned for that. Thank you again for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Talent Development Hot Seat. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes to help other people find the show. And as always, you can find all of our episodes and tons of free resources on our website, talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. Thank you again. Take care.